Welcome back. It's that time again for In Off the Bench. I'm David Lovejoy. And I'm Caleb Collins. And we talk all things football, high school, college, and professional. And as we uh, start this recording, we're going to talk a little bit about high school football and the state playoffs. Uh, Caleb, uh, it's getting that time of the year, uh, the final Saturday before Mm -hmm. Christmas, high school football, but let's talk about some results we had from last week. Uh, Canadian, it's a tradition like Christmas. Yeah. Those folks are usually in Jerry's world this time of year. We sat there, I was kind of joking with a buddy that I went to their game against uh, Abernathy with down in Buffalo Stadium. And we were kind of joking around, like, uh, you know, I guess, I guess if you're Canadian, if you're a fan or a parent from Canadian, you just plan on that. You might as well just not even schedule anything for a Friday in December, because you know, no, we're going to be playing football. We're going to be. Uh, you, you can almost plan on going to Arlington if you're a Canadian football fan. You can almost book your ticket at the start of the season, but I guess not this year. Kind of surprised us a little bit there. That 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 took me, uh, you know, some other things that we talked about was Dumas when they left the playoffs, mm-hmm. uh, some other squads. But when I heard that round, when I heard that Canadian had lost, I, I just kind of had to hesitate. I'm like, are you sure you know what yeah. you're talking about? You sure about that? You, you want to play that again? Because you, you we even sure? said, we sat here and said, if there was one team we could count on to go to state, it's going to be Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, you know, Gunter's a good team. A lot Always. of tradition there at Gunter, yeah. too. And it was a close game, 27-20. Yeah. A little bit of revenge there for Gunter yeah. because they lost to Canadian last year, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were trying to go to a state championship. Canadian beat them out. So a little bit of revenge there for Gunter. You hate to see it for Canadian, but you can bet they're going to go deep in the playoffs again next year, just like every year. They're going to reload. That's mm-hmm. what they do up there in Canadian. They're going to reload. And they'll be back and uh, driven more this time than ever before. So yep. uh, they're going to release a beast up there in the uh, northern part of the Texas Panhandle next year when they hit the road. The other surprising uh, loss for us was the Hamlin Pie Pipers took it to Stratford. Took it to them good, 56-23. to 23. We thought Stratford was really going to go the distance, too. That was what an impressive team Stratford had this year. But sometimes a team has your number, and, you know, these playoffs, it all comes down to one game. And you may lose in the second round or you may lose in the final round. It doesn't really – playoffs don't measure second through fifth yeah. or wherever mm-hmm. else. It could have been the second-best team in the state. Yeah. It was just you happened upon the best team of the state, that and that's day. that's the the purpose of the playoffs is to find the best team in the state. Hamlin might be it, uh, yeah. I believe. As we're recording this, they're playing their championship game. Yeah, so. they're taking on Mart right now, and the last I saw, the score was seven uh, zero against okay. Mart. Hamlin's uh, a good team. Oh, they're great. The Pied Pipers are legendary. every year. Yeah, and and Stratford, don't get us wrong, we're not trying to throw rocks at Stratford. No, that's no, a, not at all. That's a storied and historical. Uh, a tradition there. Those elves play football, but you know sometimes you're the Louisville slugger. Yep. You know, and uh, uh, hats off to the kids up at Canadian. Hats off to Stratford. What a great season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, Caleb, you're 100 percent right because if you go back a couple of months when we were going into the playoffs and we thought about Randall getting into the playoffs and who yep. we thought was done and can da 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 and Randall, who had a so-so season. 
put on a nice little run. They did too. Yeah, so you bet. It, 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 once it's playoffs, it's zero zero. The clock right, rolls back, yep. and you play from that point. Uh, the one team that got through and went to the next round, though, for the state championship was McLean. Now, they were going for back-to-back titles mm-hmm. in the six-man, and I didn't get a chance to watch this game, but Caleb followed it pretty closely. Give us some highlights of the McLean championship game. Yeah, I wasted a lot of time here at work glued to the TV while I was watching this game. Uh, don't tell the boss. <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know, the thing about six-man mm-hmm is it's really the most serious form of backyard football to me. It, it is really everybody's a receiver. It's a whole different set of rules. By that same token, it's very much a mental game. If you think you're in it, by gum, you are. Yeah. And if yeah. you think you're out of it or you start getting, you know, shaking your head, hands on your hips, kind of if you start looking like, uh, you're frustrated, and you stop feeling like you've got the game in control. You very much do, and you got to hand it to Blum for the second and third quarter of this game. Man, Blum just made McLean feel like they're not the best in the state, and oh. coming from from a team that got there by scoring a hundred points yeah. on Milford yeah. the week before. To be able to do that, I was incredibly impressed with what Blum was able mm-hmm. to do. You gotta, on the other hand, hand it to McLean because it's not there's not many close games in six man football. No, no, you get blown out or yeah. you know, or you blow somebody else out. And this came right down to it. I think final score was fifty eight to fifty two. McLean came back. They were down eighteen points in the uh, third quarter or fourth quarter, I think, right there towards the start of the fourth quarter. They were down by eighteen, came all the way back. Tied it up, made it a really interesting game. Blum went down and scored with just uh, about a minute and a half left on the clock. And McLean just couldn't get quite down. There was a little mix-up at the end. I'm not sure what the deal was. It looked like McLean took a timeout. They wound up not taking a timeout. They lost about 20 seconds on that. Wow. So I'm not real sure what was going on there. It might have been they kind of got shorted, but... It was still, it was a really close game, and if they had had, I mean, even just another play, it might have gone the other way. McLean's got nothing to hang their heads over. I I don't know if they still have a year of of their star player down there, Mm -hmm. Crockett. Crockett Crockett really makes a difference in the play. In a lot of ways, the rest of the team is just supporting cast to Crockett. Wow. Crockett really... And they were talking in that game about um, probably the best player in six-man wow. in the state. In the state of Texas. And I can see it, the really? way he plays, that because, is, yeah. you know, the kid can run, he can throw, he can he can kind of do it all. Right. But that's part of the difficulty with six-man, too, is you can kind of hinge your yeah. entire season on one guy. One player. Yeah, and, you're right. And whenever the rest of the team are all great players, Mm -hmm. but whenever you've got one guy that's that much of a standout and the whole team, their their attitude kind of gets down. Right. I think that was the lesson in this game was you, you have to be able to pick yourself up quick whenever, especially whenever you get to this level, Mm -hmm. no matter how good a team you are. I think McLean probably was a better team than Blum, Mm. but 
no matter how good a team you are, you've always got to be able to to bounce back really quick and to get your attitude get right. Your head right, yeah. Because for half of the game, McLean didn't have their head second right. Second and third in this quarter. Game. Second just, just... came out really strong first mm-hmm. quarter, but second and third quarter, they didn't have their heads right in this game. They weren't in the right attitude. You could just see it on the field, wow. the way that they were acting, the way that they were carrying themselves. Um, not saying they didn't want it, but just saying that they didn't think that they were the best team wow. in the state for two quarters of that game. You can't get away with that in the state championship. That's a shame. That's a yeah. shame. And if you're not familiar with six-man football, 18 points in six-man, an 18-point lead is like a 30-point lead in 11-man football. Yeah, yeah, very Usually much. when they start rolling downhill like that and picking up that momentum, before you know it, they've put up a, a 60 or 70 points yeah. on you, and they're calling the game. Because yeah. a six-man, they'll call it. They the will, and there. that's why they have that rule, and that's yeah. why we were saying there's really not many close games in six-man. No, no. Even if it's two, no. two pretty evenly matched teams, a game can get out of hand Quick. in a big, big hurry. Yeah. McLean yeah. has played a lot of those where they they ended the game early because they were so dominant. Maybe that kind of fought against yeah, them a little bit here. Yeah. Suddenly, whenever they can't get in a rhythm, that's that's not something they've experienced most yeah. of the season. Yeah, that's, that's true. not something they're used to, and um, they just they just had they took too long, mm-hmm. I think, to get back mentally into the game and say. Let's just keep doing what we've been doing. Yeah. It's gonna come, you know. Just, just do the best we can, and we're gonna, we're better than these guys. Yeah, just yeah. took them a little bit too long. If they had had another minute or two, I think they would have come out on top of this game. You know, and and you said a very big word there, rhythm. We think about setting a pace or a tone in eleven man football, but because of six man football, everybody's eligible. Mm-hmm. Everybody is a part of the offense and defensive side of the ball. Uh, if you get your head down. Oh man, you, it's over because it a lot of it is yeah. is is being able to stay on the field, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is playing through adversity. If a six man team in the Texas Panhandle may only have eleven or twelve total players, yeah. and so, most of your guys are playing offense and defense. Always. They're out there all the always. time. Always, yeah. And, and so if you get a chip or get your head down or whatever, in the case of McLean, you said it was a terrible second and third. You got to give them credit for the fourth, yeah, because they oh, were out of the ball game, eighteen points down, yeah. and they tied it. So yeah. that's a lot of heart. They did. They a came back heart. really strong. Yeah. They really showed a lot of heart. And um, and again, I I couldn't, I never heard, and I don't remember from last year talking about Crockett if he's going to be there again next year. I don't know the. The coaches may flunk him just for the sake of doing it. But uh, even without him uh, and before him, too, McLean had a really good team. I think McLean is going to continue to have a good team. They're always going to compete, I think, with the Happies and the White Deers in that district that they're in. But um, they've got a really strong team. You can tell that they're well coached. And I think that they – they probably learned a lesson in this yeah, game. Yeah. And the nice thing about football, too, is that it applies to life. And this yeah. will be a good life lesson yeah. for these guys. It Obviously, man, it sucks to lose like it that. Does. It does. In the state championship yeah. when so you're close. going for back-to-back. So close. But, you know, that that's just a lesson. Hey, yeah, you came back in this game. You Pulled did what, up. what a lot of people watching that game probably thought that you couldn't do. Right. But you pulled yourself up and you got back into it and you you showed Blum something there. They were mm-hmm. definitely worried by the end. Something else about six man too. 
maybe the best sportsmanship I've seen. Yeah. In, at any level of football. Yeah. Very yeah. good sportsmanship. Every six-man game that I've ever watched was mm-hmm. they were very, very uh, respectful yeah. towards each yeah. other. That's. No. That's, That's that attitude that we see sometimes in, yeah. in upper levels of sports, of college and NFL, yeah. that attitude. Nobody's, so. uh, nobody's a T.O. on the yeah. field. Yeah, you know, show you don't You don't get that idea. You know, somebody gets knocked down, you pick them back up again. I think the only personal foul penalty was really accidental. It was an accidental late hit in this game. Right, right. And, the guy knocked him down and picked him right back there up again, go. patted him on the back. Sorry, that's my bad. You yeah, know? And, yeah. And 15 yards and nobody's crying nobody's about it. And I, I tell you one other thing. If you discount what six-man football is and the quality of that athlete, I'll give you two great examples. Uh, Leighton Vanderish uh, mm-hmm. for the Dallas Cowboys yeah. was a six-man defensive player and quarterback, player of the year in Utah, uh, made it to Boise State, made it to the NFL, to me, he should have won Rookie of the Year last year. Yeah. Led the Cowboys, mm-hmm. broke a record for a rookie with tackles. Uh, just, just a presence there. And then yesterday, a young man from Groover signed on early signing day with the University of Oklahoma. Now, you can dicker, you can argue, you can say, but I think Lincoln Riley knows a little bit about picking players. Yeah. And if he uh, thinks this kid is a talent to pay in the Big 12 – this kid's talented. And that's the thing about a lot of those small schools where you're playing on both sides of the football. You get a lot of athletes from that. Yep. You might not find the best throwing quarterbacks right. there. Um, you're not. You're probably not going to find Peyton Manning yeah. at a mm-hmm. 1A school right. this year mm-hmm. in, in football. But uh, you can certainly find a player, like you say, Vander Esch, that's going to be athletic yes. and very mm-hmm. versatile. And you put them in a spot... And most of those guys coming out of six-man, 1A, 2A, 3A, are going to be able to go anywhere on the field. Mm-hmm. They're going to give you 100%, and you're going to probably have the best player you have at that position. I, I think you hit on a big key there is that workman's attitude. Mm-hmm. you got a kid that's going to roll up his sleeves and go to work and yep. work hard for what he does. And, uh, you know, that's a new term, too, that has come into recruiting. Uh, you know, oh, he's a quarterback. Now they just put an A, meaning he's an athlete. athlete. We don't know what he's going to do when he gets yep. here. But you, some of those guys who are four-star instead of five-star quarterbacks are a heck of a defensive back, mm-hmm. are a heck of a defensive lineman even, yep. uh, a tight end. Wherever they, they need an athlete. They're going to find a position to yeah. play. Those coaches, they say, we don't know where we're going to put them, but, man, we want them on the team yeah, somewhere. Yeah, boy. That's, that's quite impressive to all the high school talent mm-hmm. out there this year. Canadian had a great run. We can't go without mentioning Dumas. Uh, yeah. Of course, McLean made it there. Stratford. Uh, Tasco's or Rebels Tasco's had another had great, great year. Yep. Uh, the surprises for me this year uh, were Canyon. I thought Canyon had a chance to be, you know, playing yeah. this late in the year. And uh, they had some injuries late in the season that kind of knocked them off track and just kind of gave up the ghost. But a great squad by them. And, and you know, like I said, these kids are not getting paid. Most of them, this is their last game, mm-hmm. and they play with their whole heart for four years. Yeah. And even longer, if you're like me, you start playing third, fourth grade mm-hmm. this game. And you played with some of the same teammates for 12, you know, for eight, nine years of your life. This guy was your teammate. Or you played against him, like here in Amarillo. Right. Yeah. I knew guy. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it, it creates a bond. Yep. It creates a fellowship. And you always have that mutual respect for the guy across from you for 
how they play the game and how they treated the game. Mm-hmm. And it, this is a great example of young people. There's so much for kids to do today. Would you? I was. I never served. Would you say it was similar to it, the it to is. the army it, in it that is. regard? It because it's it's a struggle, mm-hmm. and uh, and it it may it changes your attitude. Yeah, and you lean on your 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 friends. You know, yeah. because it's yeah. a team sport. That's it. We all That's succeed it. together, or we all fail together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we may have one star player on That's the team, it. but. Look, we all succeed or we all fail, and whenever he's struggling, we got to pick him up. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it, it, uh, it forms a bond that It way. started, you know, back when I was in high school, you didn't go to high school until 10th grade. So mm-hmm. ninth grade was still junior high. And so it starts in those spring drills. We'd go over on a bus to Amarillo High from Fannin, kids from Bonham, kids from Crockett, and you start meeting these guys that you played against and you knew, and you start in spring football and you play, play and work out. Then you come back for two a days in the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually for me, it was right before Labor Day. We didn't go to school until after Labor Day. And so you, you started building those bonds. And you play year after you go through off season, And you know these guys that you're in class with them. And, and it, to, to this day, there's guys I see that I played with. And uh, one of my favorite people is, is a coach now. And he was our head football coach. His son, Jason Dipple, he's coaching down in uh, South Texas now. But, uh, you know, the character of a guy like that, uh, the uh, the character of his father, uh, just a couple of weeks ago they were talking about what impact coaches had on you. And Coach Dipple uh, was a great impact on a lot of yeah. young men. He was a huge impact. And, that, and he's not the only one. Uh, there's other coaches. Coach Jones, who uh, now uh, owns the uh, Auto Clean uh, franchise deal or the Auto Clean car washing. Uh, he oh, was yeah. one of my coaches. Okay. And I, and just, just, I met him. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't realize that he was one Coach of your Jones coaches in high school. Coaches. Yeah, he's a running nice back guy. coach and, a, and just the nicest guy. Yeah. And, and their job is, yeah, we want you to be a pretty good athlete. We want you to succeed. But I think they really think – if you're a better person, yeah, that's what we're trying to do is make mm-hmm. better persons. Yep. And 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 if you look around our city here since Thanksgiving, I do the news here at KGNC. And man, some days you, you get that uh, that laundry list of tragedy of mm-hmm. drunk drivers or yeah. shootings or family tragedy, and you're just like, man, come on, give me a break. This things like this, this podcast and talking about football. Talking about these kids playing, that that's what gets you back up here. Right, right yeah. That's Hearing those stories yeah. about the about the kids mm-hmm. that, like you say, they they're good at sports, but they become a better person yeah. through it. That's it. That's it. They learn, and that's a big key. I mean, I, I don't have anything against golf or swimming or track or any of those sports, but that's an individual. That's you out there mm-hmm. by yourself. Yeah. You, you could be like you said, the fastest guy in town. But if nobody blocks for you, <laughs> you ain't going to look very speedy anyway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, you learn how to to work with others. Mm-hmm. You learn how to uh, sacrifice for the overall better good. You know, uh, there's always that guy who's probably a superstar. But sometimes you got to say, well, no, I'm going to let you do or I'm going to let him. Because it's about the team. Yeah. It's not about individual accolades. Like I said, most of these kids, if they're in high school, this they're senior. Their their football careers over. Yeah, mm-hmm. their foot they'll never put on pads. They'll never mm-hmm. have this camaraderie like this form again. And especially when you start, you came from a small community. Yeah, and you grew up with those guys. Mm-hmm. You you know knew them since the first day of school. 
And, and so those ties really never break. And it teaches you to to depend on the people mm-hmm. around you too, because we've all seen that that running back or that receiver that thought, ah, pff, I'm so great, you're never yeah. going to catch me. Yeah, okay. And as soon as as he outran his blocker, you saw he'd get taken down, he knocked out real quick, and he learned out. fast. Yeah. And yeah. they all do. Sooner or later, just about everybody that plays football, no matter how big and bad you think you are, you learn. Yeah. You need to rely on that team. That's why most of the quarterbacks in the NFL now, who do they think first? They think their linemen. Yeah, that's Because without it. their linemen, they wouldn't be nothing. Yeah, there'd be nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you look back, Kobe, and I brought this up on Newsday Amarillo, uh, one of the things, we're going to go to professional football next, uh, Dak Prescott. Now, this is a kid, uh, wasn't a high draft pick. People didn't know where he was going to be at. I always thought he was a great athlete at Mississippi State. But the thing I admire about him the most is win or lose, he steps up to that microphone and he just says, hey, I need to play better. Mm-hmm. We didn't do this. We didn't do that. I need to do this. I need to do that. There's another quarterback in the NFL that sometimes dresses like my grandmother with head scarves and <laughs> crazy hats. He'll remain nameless, but uh-huh, you but know, we know exactly who you're talking about. In some part about. of the Carolinas, I think mm-hmm. he plays. He always does. A, he's Superman. He thinks he is. Yeah. But uh, uh, he loses a ball game. He gets in a press conference and he's sulking and yeah. nasty and just you know talking mm-hmm. sp- and just being a jerk mm-hmm. and blaming everybody but himself. Mm-hmm. And and that that I, I, you know, I don't think any athlete should be your child's role model. Right, you should be your child's yeah. role model. Uh, athletes are something that what they do is their own business. Mm-hmm. But if you want to show or see how to handle yourself with dignity, handle yourself with pride, all you have to do is look at Dak Prescott yeah. in a press conference, win, lose, or draw. He yeah. stands up, and answers mm-hmm. questions. Now we're going to jump to that. I don't know what to say about Dallas Cowboys. I have absolutely no clue. They take on a big game at seven and seven. They face the Eagles, who are seven and seven, and whoever wins this basically wins the NFC East. I don't know anybody that said, "Oh yeah, Cowboys are going to double the Rams' score." What on earth? Where did that come from? I mean, they came out and from the kickoff, oh, they my God. kicked. The Rams' teeth in. And, and, you know, talking about the kickoff, that's another thing. How I'm going to get a, on a uh, little soapbox Get down that soapbox. Hey, let me get that soapbox for you. So the idea that a team can receive both halves of the game because somebody used the wrong word. Is this not simple, David? This is kick or receive. Mm-hmm. If they say defer... Then you say, okay, if you're if you're kicking it this half, I don't care what word you used. If you're kicking it this half, you're receiving it next half. Simple. What is the deal with these dumb rules in the NFL? Where because one word he said one word wrong, and he said it right later. But because he said that one word wrong, I don't care if he said it right later. Yeah, because yeah. he said that one word wrong. Now you don't receive it either half. Why is that? That's not necessary. And I do give the NFL credit because they went back and the refs received a call Mm -hmm. from the home office in New York and said, he said deferred at the end. Yeah. So, and, And the ref knew there was an issue because 
They said, so what do you mm-hmm. want to do? Kick or receive? And he asked him, are you sure? Are you sure? He says, I, I defer. Well, yeah. he didn't hear that. He says, oh, they're receiving. And, and they received the second half. I don't see why it matters. If you kick it this half, you, you receive it the, it the second half. Make it simple. This is easy. Make it this simple. This should be the easiest I thing defer. in the game. That means, that means I'm kicking. Yeah. So automatically, in the old days of football, he goes, if you said I'm kicking, then okay, you'll receive the second half kick. Yeah. That was automatic. That's you didn't automatic. have to defer. I won the coin toss. So I'm putting it on you. Why do I? Why can't I say kicking, and that means that I'm automatically getting that, it the simple, next half? Simple, simple. It should be the easiest simple. part of the game. It reminds me of that Thanksgiving game with Jerome Bettis in Pittsburgh and Detroit Lions, where he calls it and calls heads, and the ref picks. Oh, it's tails. No, no, you. Dude, what game are you watching? Yeah. <laughs> Did you just come here? Uh, that and uh, combined with this stupid interference rule. I think since they've added replay for interference, they let interference go on. There's yeah, not a play yeah. in the NFL where receivers not getting pulled, tugged, or yanked. They're not throwing a flag because they say, "Oh, well, you got to challenge it." Well, and it's it's kind of it's gotten to the point now where it's kind of like baseball. Yeah, where you have to know. Okay, this ump, he's got a bigger strike right, zone right, than most right. of us. Yeah. Now you got to know, okay, you you got to play through the game mm-hmm. and you got to figure out in the first or second quarter, okay, these refs, this crew is going to let me get away with more interference than the last crew we played with. Yeah. Why is I just, that? I don't I don't want. It I'm just seems it just seems unnecessary. It, to me. it doesn't lend to a even fair game. Right, yeah. And then you mm-hmm. start having bad bad calls and and, yeah. and Sean Payton with New Orleans, man, I'm surprised he hadn't gone ballistic on somebody <laughs> the calls he yeah. got. I tell you the funny thing, we were talking about the Cowboys against the Rams, and they looked pathetic against the Bears. They looked mm-hmm. pathetic against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. New England clowned them. The Cowboys were never out of those ball games, but they just they looked like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And and the Rams are coming off kicking who I thought was one of the better teams in the NFL on Sunday night in their teeth. They yeah. beat Seattle like an old drum. I, I don't care what their record is. Yeah, okay, they're 8-4 and four, mm-hmm. or 8-6, and six, I guess, now. Yeah. Uh, still, they, they're one of the best teams in they the are. NFL. They are, and they, they, they blew out uh, the Seahawks, and I thought, oh, my gosh. And I'm a Cowboy fan, but I thought, boy, it's going to be tough today. Yeah. And I tuned in and watched the first drive. I saw how they started getting after golf on the defensive side mm-hmm. of the ball. Uh, the football, the the, the 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 offense was aggressive, and and I know this is might have been the problem earlier in the season with the Cowboys with uh, Moore, Kellen Moore is their offensive coordinator because you heard him talking about in pregame. Oh, the Cowboys, it's Dak's team, their passing team. What did Dallas come out doing last week and establish? Oh my gosh, the run game. See, and and even whenever it wasn't working, they kept pounding because they knew that they were just going to wear them down. Yeah, yeah. And offensively, I thought that they were way more adaptive mm-hmm. than they have been all season yeah, long. If, yeah. Don't try to make this a team it isn't. Yeah. You've got a quarterback that can run. Move him. Move, move him, him around. Move pocket. Yeah. Move him around. Yeah. You know, if, he, if he's getting pressure, bring another guy in yeah. to block for him. Yeah. This is the sort of, of basic stuff that the Cowboys haven't done all season no, long. No. And boy, yeah! Credit to Kellen Moore. Yeah, um, the play calling was so much better so in much that better. game. So much and, better. And I'm not just saying that because it worked. Obviously, it's easy to be yeah. an armchair quarterback yeah, on, right. on Monday and say, "Well, yeah, that that game went great." But <laughs> the play calling was stuff that we haven't seen all season yeah. long. It just seemed yeah. like 
they worked their strengths, like we've been saying, yeah, do this all year long, and then they, they weren't. Mm-hmm. You talked about getting pressure on golf. That's all great. Day. That's what we've been all asking day. for all year long, all was day. get some pressure on that quarterback. Get, make him throw the bad yeah. pass. Send some more guys. That's it. Mm-hmm. And you, you will create, I mean, Sean Lee looked like he was 10 years younger in that game. He sure did. I mean, just flying to the ball. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it was a looser, lighter attitude about it. Yeah. And 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 getting a pass rush. Uh, Quinn, uh, Lawrence, uh, uh, Bennett, they were just, every time you looked up, they were in golf sets. Yeah. They mm-hmm. pressured it. That's a key. You will, if you got a terrible secondary, you can cover that. Yeah. If you're putting pressure on that quarterback, you can you can use that blitz as a band aid yeah. all day long. You yeah. know, and you can ride that almost to a championship game if you got good pressure on the quarterback. Absolutely. Seemed like they worked a lot better together as a team. Yeah. Um, the play calling was better. Like you said, Lee just looked like he was having fun. The whole team looked like they were having fun. Just having a good time. Yeah. Playing football. It was. Well, this week they travel up to Philly, both for 7-7. and Now, technically, the winner of this game will kid win the NFC East. Dallas could still lose and still win the NFC East. They could, yeah. Then we just got to rely on the Giants, which Mm -hmm. we should never rely on the Giants or (laughs) or Washington for anything. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, you know, that's a big thing as we head into the last – couple of games here uh games this weekend the texans are another team that befuddled me yeah you kick new orleans like a rented mule and then you come out and lay goose eggs against the titans and other squats i don't get that that's they're up and down yeah that's the thing with the cowboys and the texans this year you're so impressed one week and you say wow Mm -hmm. they just got it all together and then the next week it feels like they didn't prepare at all not at all so So who knows what'll happen they'll play on saturday they're taking on the tampa bay bucks that's a guy who's an enigma, too. Jameis Winston. Uh, one week he's throwing five interceptions, the next week he's throwing 400 yards yeah. and looks like an all-star. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know. I, I It's just up and down with that kid. Mm-hmm. Here's a big game on Saturday, the Bills and the Patriots. Now, either the Bills are going to show to be real or the Patriots are going to show that they're not the teams they usually are because they didn't look well last week in, in escaping in a win, mm-hmm. and they haven't looked good in a month. And uh, going in against the Bills, this could be for the division. Can you imagine yeah. the Patriots not winning that division <laughs> and losing it to the Bills, the Bills on top of that? And been to playoffs since you know Caleb was eight. Yeah, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. the Rams uh, and 49ers is another big game mm-hmm. on Saturday night. Sunday, the Steelers and the Jets. That's called the Draft Mobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that bowl game. The Titans and the Saints. Uh, the Colts and the Panthers. Bengals and Dolphins, that's another sad one. Uh, the Ravens have a chance to step out. They're playing the Browns, the Jaguars, and the Falcons. Uh, they fired Tom Coughlin uh, yesterday from the Jags. So that whole experiment's over here down in Jackson. Yeah. Great giant coach. Here's another uh, first-round draft pick game. The Giants face the Redskins, mm-hmm. the Lions, and the Broncos. Raiders and Chargers. That was a sad, sad ending for a fable franchise last week as the Raiders played their last game in California. They'll be moving to Vegas. People were booing. People were booing and throwing stuff. Horrible, horrible example. Uh, The Chiefs and the Bears, let's see if Kansas City can keep their role going. Uh, Packers-Vikings, the old NFC Central rivalry. Uh, The Vikings are probably going to get a wild card spot. The Packers have secured it. We'll see what Kirk Cousins, is he real? 
Kirk Cousins real. I worry about that. I, I'm really not a big fan of Kirk Cousins. No, That's me a big neither. Monday night game. Seems like a lot of theatrics with Kirk yeah. Cousins. It always is. And boy, for the money they're paying him, yeah, too. Yeah, my God. Mm. You backed up the Brinks truck for that. I yeah. tell you, it's going to be interesting going into uh, the offseason, especially with a team like uh, New Orleans. Drew Brees had a great game the other night, uh, beat the Colts. I mean, just dominated all these records. Teddy Bridgewater didn't play bad in his absence. No one didn't. Now, somebody's going to offer him some money. If you're the Saints, do you stick with 40-year-old Drew Brees, or do you say, this guy's a pretty good quarterback. We don't want to let him get away. He did just fine, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they've got uh, the kid from BYU, yeah. uh, Hill, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casey Hill, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's been a very versatile player, yeah. too. He's another one of those athlete kind yeah, of guys. Exactly. Wherever exactly. you put him, you know he's going to succeed. You've got a good enough team around yeah. them there at the Saints. I, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, if if Breeze decides that that it's time to hang it up, yeah. I think he could feel good about it. I'm sure he wants to go win another Super Bowl before he does. does. Of course he does. But, uh, you know. Do you want to go out like Eli Manning, though? Yeah, that's the On whole thing. On this charity tour now, you right. know, he gets benched after two or three games, and the kid gets hurt, so he comes back, and he has a valid effort, and but but – we know it's over. Yeah. We all know it's and over. And if you walk away now, as far as Breeze goes with the Saints, if you walk away now, you know you're leaving the team in good hands. You're a legend. It's got a good you're team. A it, you, you've won a Super Bowl for them. You've won all these games. You've broken all these records. And you're leaving when the team is in yeah. really good shape. Still there. Yeah. Still mm-hmm. there. Get ready to watch uh, some bowl games they kick off this weekend. We'll talk more about that on the next couple of in uh, off the bench. Uh, NFL heats up. We're a week away. Uh, they have the Saturday games. Three games on yeah, Saturday yeah. on the NFL Network. Uh, and, uh, of course, a Sunday night game. And then next week, this is kind of the last Monday night game of the season, too, this coming right. week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because everybody else will play on Sunday and by uh, the end of the game, uh, well, actually, there's no night game on Sunday night next week. Wow. No, yeah. no, I'm looking at the schedule Because it'll be the, the last week and, of the season. Unless right? they flex it. They sure, can flex they the big might, game yeah. in there. But I doubt they will because, you know, they want to wrap it up, see who's where and who's doing what for the following week in playoffs. And you know what that means. After that last game, it's Blue Monday for a lot of coaches in the NFL. Yes, indeed. Somebody going to be looking for a job. If Jason Garrett didn't get to the playoffs, and if he doesn't rent at least one, Mm. I think he might be looking for a job. I think you're probably right. Yeah, and college has already made uh, some shifts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I saw Mac Brown got extended his contract through 2024, I think. Made some strides with Carolina down there. Yep. So maybe maybe he just doesn't feel like retiring. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Just just because there's a little gray on the roof doesn't mean you can't cook pull it. That's exactly right. You know, because everybody got, oh, so in love with these young coaches. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, I feel about Cliff Kingsbury failing. Uh-huh. You know, he was horrible at Tech. Yep. He gets a job in the NFL. And really, to be honest, he kind of fits with the Cardinals. He, yeah. I would say the Cardinals are more of a team than Cleveland right now. Yeah, so, yeah I would too. You know, so hey, talking about uh, some games that we can watch, some uh, – some big national semifinals going yeah. on this mm-hmm. week, too. If, you, if you're hurting for some college football, because yeah. they're not going to be back for – uh, they'll be on Saturday. I yeah, think. yeah. You got the I think your the bowl first, yeah, and the, the monkey bowl, and, those yeah. week bowl games. Yeah. If you want to watch some really good uh, football in the lower mm-hmm. levels, 
FCS is in their yeah. semifinals right now, so that's going to be Saturday. You can watch on ESPN2. You can watch Montana State. Great squad. Take on North Dakota State. That's legendary squad. Legendary squad. That's going to be a fun game. That one's at 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. 5.30, Weber State and James Madison. I watched that. I watched both of those games that Ooh, go into yeah. it last week. James Madison showed out. They James did. That's a great squad. That was a heck of a game. Weber State. North Dakota State. Man, you talking about yeah. a machine. Yeah. Absolutely. That school is a machine. Montana always gives them a good fight, so that'll be they interesting. Do. That'll be fun. Yeah. And D3 and D2 are in their national championship games going on Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see another national championship game, D3, um, usually Wisconsin Whitewater and um, Mount Union. Mount Union, yeah, that, always a great program. That's what it that comes down to year after mm-hmm. year, it seems like, in D3. Mount Union was knocked out in, I think, the second or third round of this year. So it'll be Wisconsin-Whitewater versus North Central Illinois Wow! to the National Championship game. Oh, man. So that one will be on ESPNU at 7 o'clock Friday night. Mm -hmm. Um, D2's championship, unfortunately, uh, Commerce and Tarleton didn't make it there. I say unfortunately. Yeah, Yeah, we're not going to. We want to get the buffs there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. no tears spilt over that. That one's going to be Minnesota State still undefeated, 14-0 on the season against West Florida. Wow. Um, Western Florida's 12-2. That one's going to be uh, 2 o'clock Saturday afternoon on ESPNU. Yeah, so that should be uh, Minnesota State's the team, by the way, that knocked out Commerce. Too. Well, that's who knocked, knocked out Commerce. Knocked out, I think, 42-21. Yeah. to 21. Let me ask you this, Caleb. How come they can have playoffs and the big boys in Division <laughs> One can? Because everybody wants oh, a dollar yeah. bill? That is my question, exactly. They've had a D1 and D2 and D3, or D2, D3 championship playoff system for years. For years. Since the beginning, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I had a buddy, and he was like, hey, let's get together. Uh, let's get together for the national championship game. When is that? And I said, it's on a Monday night. What? Why in the world are they going to wait till? And they will. They'll wait till I think it starts at 6 or 7 Day, o'clock yeah. on Monday night. Every year for the national championship, after they play a four-team playoff, and, and this year there won't be too many games on New Year's Day because of the playoffs. They're mm-hmm. going to play on the twenty-eighth, the yeah. Saturday before. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're not going to have all those games that, that traditionally. If you're going to have the bowl system, good. Play it at, at, on June first, January first. But since this playoff thing is going on. Uh, like I said, I'm still mad. I'm gonna get on my yeah, soapbox yeah. real big, quick. Climb up uh, there. Uh, Penn State and Memphis in the mm-hmm. Cotton Bowl. Yeah, I hope there's mm-hmm. three people who show up. <laughs> you know, and two and of them, and two of them are just lost. Don't know where they're at. I you know? bet that there will be more people at the hockey game yeah. on New Year's Day mm-hmm. in the actual Cotton Bowl. Yeah. Then there will be in Jerry's world for the Cotton Bowl That's, with Penn State and that. Memphis. Who decide? What bowl committee said? Okay, this is Cotton Bowl. It's traditional. We usually have a Texas team or a Southern team here. Mm-hmm. They either play somebody from the Big Ten or a big independent back in the day was yep. Notre Dame, yep. or they played you know a Pac-12 team, or it would be Navy or Army exactly. every once in a while. Yep. Now you want to drag in mm-hmm. Penn State. And Memphis. Yeah. Memphis is not even a football school. No. They're a basketball school. <laughs> and they've done a good job this year, by oh, all great, means. Great squad. Great job. Yeah. But 
Memphis. They're not traveling to see them play in Cotton Bowl. In the Cotton Bowl. It's not right, man. And why on earth we can't just have a dead gum 32-team playoff? Thank you. You could start it second week in October. Yeah. Cut down. There's no reason for college teams to play 14 games. And, you know, I think. Way too much. I think college and pro needs to reassess their whole calendar. I think that in a lot of sports. But, you know, college, you've got, okay, even these teams that have 14-team conferences. Yeah. If you play your division, there's seven games right, right there. there. Give them a couple out of conference games so they can play that their clo- their close rivals that they're nearby yeah. with. Or if if you know if traditional Mich- or, Michigan wants to play Notre Dame, right, obviously right. you can have them do that. Texas needs to play Texas A and M as a yep, non conference yep. thing. Yeah, and yeah. you could you could easily work that, and you could start the playoffs. And it, it's just such an obvious solution. You know, in the NFL, I sit here and I go. Why are the Cowboys playing the Eagles for a second time? Why couldn't we have every team play, play and play every team in the conference? Because really, we base our playoffs off of this team or that team's record. Well, this team has a better record, so they're in the wild card spot. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't play the they same play teams. Same teams, yeah. Why wouldn't you want to play everybody in the conference? Yeah. You could easily do that and fit it in the schedule and get it, get a true representation. I think uh, I think a lot of levels of football and a lot of levels of a lot of different sports, honestly, need to reassess yeah. their schedule, their calendar. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. I, I there's no reason I shouldn't have to watch Alabama versus Troy State in October. No, yeah, that's I don't ridiculous. Want to see that. That, and it that, proves that's, nothing. that's not helping anybody. Nobody. Troy's getting paid for it, yeah. basically. Yeah, that's you got to make your money Troy. elsewhere. You know? Yeah, exactly. You got to make your money elsewhere because yeah. it's not conducive to a good. I saw a couple of years ago a uh, Brian Gumble on uh, Real Sports on HBO about these college teams taking these cupcake games. Right, and this yeah. young man was playing for a small school and they were playing Florida or something like that. Ends up getting his neck broke. It yeah. paralyzed because they were way this. They should have been there. Yeah, they're way outmatched. Just because you want a new gymnasium or mm-hmm. you want yeah, a new yeah. indoor facility, all so about the money. You'll take that million dollar payout and put these kids at a risk. That's ridiculous. Let it be competition, mm-hmm. fair competition. Yep. Sad. Off my soapbox now. <laughs> all right, hey, you know it's that time of the year. Yep. Uh, where it's about family, it's mm-hmm. about food, and of course it's about football. That's right. Take time. Enjoy that. Uh, these are some of the special times you'll have in your life. Caleb has a new baby girl in the house. Uh, she's not probably fully aware. She likes the lights. Oh, she, she loves likes the looking Christmas, at the Christmas tree. She yeah. doesn't know why on earth that, well, there's a, a lit up tree in the living why'd room. Why do you bring a tree in the house? You know, she kind of <laughs> looks at y'all crazy. Like, These people don't know what they're doing. And uh, so next year, she'll be going a thousand miles an yeah, hour. Yeah. And, Going to see Santa Claus, and mm-hmm. you're going to treasure it because you better sleep in this Christmas morning because from oh. here on out, they're going to be waking you up early yeah. saying, can we open them yet? Yeah, can we open that's them yet? over with for a couple decades after this one. <laughs> Let me ask you something. This, this is something that are you a – you can open up for you on Christmas night or – Everybody does Christmas morning family. I'm a I'm an everybody does it Christmas morning. Yeah, same way. I, you know, and we even grew up. Uh, my my mom would let us open up a gift. Uh, I think the week before Christmas, uh-huh. one each night. Right. Uh, and I even this year I said, no, why are we doing that? Let's yeah. just open them on just Christmas. Christmas Day. Yeah, just See. do it on Christmas. Open all the presents one all time, at once. One shot. Yep. I, my mom was I, and I I used to get so mad as a young kid because my cousin. You know, oh, we are opening up presents. 
Not my house. Yeah, not yeah, my house. They'd rather you wake them up at 4 a.m. Uh-huh, yeah. Start opening stuff, then to, you know, that my mom said, that's Christmas ain't till tomorrow morning. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's a, tomorrow's Christmas, not yep. today. So you got to lay in that bed and anticipate uh-huh. until you can wander and dream all night yep. long. And, Visions of sugar plums dancing you in your head. <laughs> and trucks. I'll let you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, nine yards. Well, Caleb, wishing <laughs> you and yours a very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. Uh, we had a great time doing this. And yeah. We'll be around, of course, when the NFL playoffs and the bowl games. OU suspends three players, one of them their best pass rusher, going in Ohio State. Do you need? Stupid. Do you want to give Ohio State anymore? Stupid. Come on, man. Come on. And now, really, should we even watch it? But, you know, it's football. We'll watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Playoffs coming up in the NFL. Uh, good luck to the rest of the team that are going for a state title through Saturday. And from us here at In Off the Bench, we wish each and every one of you a Merry Christmas. I'm David Lovejoy. And I'm Caleb Collins. And we're going to come in off the bench.